He's a producer on the show. Let's hear it for Ryan McMenamin up there. And I'm so happy to see you guys. I have a wonderful... Oh, there's awesome comics on the show tonight. I'm wearing my shirt kind of loose, sort of to show you just like so relaxed kind of a feeling that I'm having in my body that I hope you kind of feel in your body as well. As the show goes, usually very taut with a vest on top. Tonight, just kind of breezy. So that's what's going on with the show. Guys, I have a great co-host. Her name is Rhea Butcher. She's going to come out here right now. Let's hear it for Rhea. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, she's perfect in every way. Hello. Hi. Hi. You're looking so nice. Who taught you how to tie a tie? You did. I taught her how to tie a tie. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. <laughs> Look at these two guys. Which one of us knows how to... T- I do. She does. I that fucking one. do. Me. I do. This the one side. you wouldn't think. This side. Yeah, that side. This side. That side. This side. That side. This side. That side. Also, this side knows. Huh. That side oh, knows that's too. a surprise. Also on this side. Huh. So I'm really kind of breaking some of your gender expectations there. I know on both sides how to tie a tie. Both sides know. Yep. Two-sided tie Hello tire. from the other side. <laughs> Why did you bring up that song? You know I how I love that song. And I know how you love that song. It. That's why I'm, I'm furious. <sighs> she really gets it, right? <laughs> she really gets it so hard. You're like, shoot, I agree. But you know yeah. what I felt like when I listened to that song? I'm just like, oh, man. I remember when you're 25. Yes. As Adele That's the is. age of Adele. Um, <laughs> you know from her... Title for her album. Um, when you're 25, you it feels because that song is all just about like I'm so sorry that I ruined your life. Yes, which is a feeling that you can have when you're 25. When you're yeah. 25, you can feel like, oh shit, I fucking burned you to the ground. <laughs> also, you feel that way when you're 25 about a relationship that has been long over. Right, 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 like, right, right. I know I ruined your life like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it some more. You're like, remember how we didn't work out after high school? I'm so fucking sorry about that. <laughs> we Are you okay? For a year. Yeah. We should process this for a minimum of 10. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the thing is, as you, you learn later, like, go fuck yourself, they're fine. Right, like, that's fine. Like, that's why he's not answering the phone. He's just like, why are you calling me? You have left me so many apology voicemails. And, like, straight up, we're good. Like, I'm totally actually fine and chill. Yeah. Do you know how much fun it would be to be that boyfriend and be like, look, it's Adele again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the, and then the, the person he's with then goes like, PC does what? Right? That's, okay, oh that could be a funny joke in the future. Um, <laughs> when we're all looking back at this. It is a podcast, so the people right. listening in the future are going to be like, that was underappreciated it. by that audience. And they're going to be judgmental of you and not of me. I'm on it. Um, 
Rhea and I are, here's some stuff about Rhea and I. Obviously, the, obviously, oh, so charismatic, talented, interesting haircuts. Great also, outfits. fiancés. Of each other. Of each other. Yes. Yeah. Wedding countdown, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks away. Two weeks away. We'll be here tonight. We'll be here next week. Yes. And then... We won't be here. You know why? We'll be getting married. And then when we come back in the new year, in yeah. 2016, we will be wives. Yeah, we'll be married to each That's other. That's crazy. And then the show will be called Put Your Mrs. Hands Together. Yeah. Well, we were talking about how we're going to, because when at the end, when they go, ladies and gentlemen, like we're both keeping our names. Also, our names are like so complicated. <laughs> We have really both long and complicated names. It's so a bit somebody's going to say, like, ladies and gentlemen, I now present for the first time Mrs. Cameron Esposito and Mrs. Rhea Butcher. It's kind of a lot. Who are also together as a group. <laughs> yes. I think they'll have to say that at the end. She will. Person marrying us. Well, here's the latest. Here's the latest. <laughs> I know you guys have been following the saga of nothing. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Here's the latest. Um, we got custom suits made for the wedding. We did indeed. Because we're both kind of, you know, on a spectrum of genders, as is everyone in this room, and we're... <laughs> so I don't know if you know that about shape. yourself, but we're all... Did you know that? It's like a spectrum. It's just like walking into it. Home Depot and looking yeah. at that wall. You look at all the shades. Everybody's got a chip. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> So, and we're not the same gender. Um, ish, similar in some ways. Some ways. Like, occasionally I'm just like, I like that jacket. Rio's like, oh, uh, I also like that jacket. Weird, we're me just too. Like, what? No. Oh. <laughs> then we back away from it because <laughs> neither of us can have it. <laughs> but that's only like one in ten jackets. And I really want to bring up jackets because, like, that is the lesbian koozie. <laughs> yeah. Anything dirty. I just yeah. mean every lesbian is wrapped in a jacket. You know what I mean? Like if you want to take us to a party, we're wrapped in a jacket. I wear this all the time. Yeah. I'm barely out of this jacket. I it's know. my purse. Yeah. It's honestly my purse. That's true. Yeah. You got a pen in there? And what else does a gal need? I got a pen and chapstick. What else That's do I need? Those are the things. I can't think those of another thing we would things. need. Occasionally a tampon, but you can carry that inside. I always forget. <laughs> You just stack them too deep, and then you just pop out. No, no. No, no, no. Nope. Like a pez? Nope. But then imagine no. Imagine how dirty the deepest one is, but you don't realize. No. <laughs> Stop leaving the show! We're not doing that Stop one. leaving the show! <laughs> <sighs> All right, Please okay, okay. don't act like you're disgusted by tampons. You don't even no, wrap yours. You leave them open in the trash. <laughs> That's not true. That is fucking true. That's not true. That is so true. You're lying to these it strangers. It fell out. Into the trash perfectly? Yes. <laughs> it's like when you go to Chipotle and they don't wrap the burrito well and then you just end up with a burrito bowl. Same thing with my tampon. Yo, Went into the trash. I... Because the guacamole live... came right out. No! No! Oh, I'm the gross yes. one? Yes! Because then you're making... Because guacamole's green! Do you understand how gross that is? Oh, I'm it's sorry. Even like the medium salsa fell out. 
There's like flecks of chili. Um, Jesus Christ. What were we talking about again? <laughs> we were talking about how you don't wrap your tampons. <laughs> I, and we were talking about jackets. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about tampon jackets. Mine Wait, is a can I just bring up one thing and I hope this is okay? I hope this is okay. I, we're going to find out. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Do you, you, I've never tried a Diva Cup because I'm too nervous, oh. but you tried it one time and then you texted it, me and you were, yes. like, you were like, it's... it's <laughs> It stuck. It was stuck. I was out of town, and she was like, "But I'm like, but I'm bearing. I'm like working on it." I did say that. Yes, I had to take many centering deep breaths. Yes, and I had to like calm my way through it. Yeah. I mean, I will admit there was a point when I was trying to remove it where I went, "No!" Because then you have to go to the ER, and the thing about the ER is that they're like, oh, Diva Cup? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, it's like 90% of ER business is like people with stuff stuck in them. Usually butts, though. I don't know if you guys know that. That is straight up true. Like, I don't know if you've ever had any friends that are like ER doctors or nurses, but it's always just like, like, that is, ha- it's like one time, like, occasionally there's a broken arm, but it's 99% just like, Grey Poupon doesn't have any sort of lip to There's keep no it flange. out of your butt. So it's going to go all the way in. Um, I'm going to go for a flange. We're going pretty just going for it. deep tonight. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is like not anything I planned to talk about today. Do you remember the first time you tried to use a tampon? How many times did it take you? The first time I tried to use a tampon? Yeah, like in your life. In my life? I think it only took me one. Of course that's fucking true. Of fucking course that's true. I'm sorry. I was in there going just like, first I had to learn how the mechanism worked. Sure. Like I was just going like, oh, okay. Like just... Like just pushing the bottle. Were you lighting it like a bottle rocket? (laughs) Yeah. Well... (laughs) I just remember like I had like a series of mirrors and... No doors locked in my parents' house when I was growing up. Like, none of the doors, except for the bathroom. So, like, I always spent, like, hours and hours and hours and hours in the bathroom. My parents thought I had, like, a real problem before I went to college. They had to sit me down and be like, like, are you okay? Do you think you'll be able to go to college? Because you have to be so long in the bathroom. And I was just like, yes, I think I will be. But also, we might have an intense family. And maybe if any of the other... Anyway, it doesn't matter. My my point is... I was in the bathroom with like locked series of mirrors and like directions like taped to the <laughs> wall and then oh just God. like what and then just like you know just like plunging a feud into the air see how that worked then like missing you know just like, <laughs> oh off the fly holding it by the string and trying to just <laughs> like a yo-yo when you do the little cradle yo-yo. or like a like a like a 20s beat cop where I was just like <laughs> yeah What's going on here? You know, um, like a zoot suit with yeah, your yeah, wallet yeah. chain. Absolutely, I was doing that. Lasso. No, because the thing is, is you have to relax in order to get it in. <laughs> right. That's how vaginas work. But <laughs> but when you're trying for the first time, you're so nervous that it feels like everything yeah. is just closed up. Yeah, man. Tampons and chill. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Tampax and chill. Yeah, yeah. Better. That's better because of the X. I get it. Good point. Um. But I like OB, so I didn't want to... Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're an OB family, for sure. We're an OB family. Um, Oh, the wedding. Oh, this was the thing I was going to say. 
And then it's probably not going to be funnier than this tampon thing. Probably what a not. The tampon um, pez that you. Because we got so we got custom suits. Yep, Rias looks amazing. We go we go to pick them up. By the way, we have been into this. We started in August. We've been into this place seven times. They took like every measurement, and then they like redid it, and then they redid it. They and measured then we, like, my diva the suit, cup. And then they, yeah, they measured the diva cup. Throw that in the trash. Anyway, um, yeah, because the suit goes all. Never mind. Um, <laughs> So, your suit looks fantastic on you. I like it. It looks yes. great. Looks good. I put on my suit. I look like like a like a purse, like a cartoon joke bell man, like a man whose jacket, and then he like he goes into the restaurant, and then he take no, oh no, not a bellman, like a bell, like, like a, a bell, bell man. Shape. <laughs> crazy um no like there's a go- there's a goofy cartoon you know the fucking goofy cartoon where he's like skiing and then he puts on the jacket yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like so well, small well, and then yes. he like puts on the big jesus yeah yeah <laughs> that's not what i'm talking about yeah that one so I know what you're talking about i look like that i look like, i tend to picture to my mom and she said by the way my mom is totally radical this is what she said it looks like you're wearing uncle vito's suit and he's still in it. <laughs> like, it's just bizarre. It's bizarrely shaped and completely unflattering and as wide as it is tall. It like, looks, I'm, small, I'm short. It's a bit so like she's got a hoop skirt in the middle. Yeah, it does look like it's I have it. It does like, look like I'm, those yeah, I'm hula hooping and spinning fire. A D. And I'm at Coachella. Um, but brown. It's a real problem. So yeah. I had to... And then, the, and I said, like, this, I don't think this actually looks great on me. And then the tailor yelled at me. Yelled at me. And this yes. is what's really wild about this situation. So we went to, like, a queer accepting, like, que- like a queer, like, um, community. That's, that's the word that we use. They're in the community. Like, just so you guys know, that's the N-word for what we're talking about. Like, haircuts, the community. You understand what we're saying. Okay. We went to a business that was owned by somebody in the community, a queer person, and their whole website is like making everybody feel, everybody feel good about their body. Yes. Every person feel good about that. Um, and when I was like, I don't feel like this really flatters me because I, it just goes right out from my breasts, which is, <laughs> which is my widest part. So I feel like it should go in right. after that instead just of a touch further out. Just a scooch. To scooch in. They said some. They the, this person. I mean, being not cool to me, like not speaking kindly, was like, "Well, all of our clientele likes to minimize their bust, and so we cut our suits like that, so you can't see that anybody has any chests." And like shamed me for wanting to look moderately feminine, which is just like a wild moment because I didn't go in there thinking that I was going to shame anybody for wanting to look masculine. Like, you look masculine in your suit, that's what how you feel comfortable, and it was a wild moment to feel shamed for the fact that I just wanted, like, a dart. Just, like, one dart. Can you just put, like, like one dart? dart. Just like Could you just put a dart in? Like, a just, a, just shoot me with a dart. Like, a blow dart so that I can die? Get me out of this suit. Because I looked very bad. Um, Get me out of the suit with a dart. Yeah. And, Shot through the dart. Um... You're to blame, I said to her. Yeah. 
It was such a wild experience. I'm really sorry that. that and then she to you. said, "I think it's your posture." <laughs> and I was like, "But I don't. This is how I stand, so I don't understand. Like how? I think you actually have to make the suit to fit the posture, yeah, not yeah, the posture yeah, yeah. to fit the suit." So I relearned to walk. <laughs> Um, she's been crawling for a week and, and after like a very frustrating kind of yelled at experience for like an hour like getting yelled at for an hour um, we left and then I did get to speak to the owner of the company who like apologized and said that that's not how it's supposed to be and I did get our, my, my money refunded to me mm-hmm. but here's the thing like this happened today so it's two weeks till the wedding and I don't I, have, I don't have anything she to ain't wear. got an outfit I have nothing to wear to my wedding is that kind of fucked? <laughs> So, what am I going to do, you guys? Like, straight up, what am I going to do? Does anyone... Guys, like, what am I going to do? Does anyone have an outfit Does anyone can know... Does any, is anyone here a tailor that believes that it's okay if you want your boobs to be the farthest out point? Because that's how I like to have my body, and it's okay if that's not how you like to have your body, but I would like my boobs to be the kind of... Forward. Yeah, the Pluto. Sure. Yes. No Taylors? <laughs> Any Taylor Swifts in the audience? <laughs> that would actually help so much. It would help you a lot, right? Taylor knows everything. <laughs> she would fix the fuck out of this. Yeah, and she wouldn't shame you. She'd probably look great in that suit. She probably would look Stupid good. Taylor. Stupid Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, we'll give you an update, like, next week. Because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to Maybe I'll out. be naked! That seems... Terrifying. Yeah, it does. Our parents are going to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys, um, that's Rhea Butcher. She's fantastic. That's Cameron Esposito. Oh. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, hey, now. You're an all-star. <laughs> Get your game on. Go play. Um... Is one of my favorite songs. And speaking of favorites, this comic, God do I love him, uh, right around At Midnight, which is a wonderful show, and he has a great podcast called Jordan Jesse Go. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Jordan Morris. Give it up for Jordan. So sorry, Jordan's not here. What? He's not here, but we do have a replacement for Jordan Morris. Do you know who that is? We have a special guest tonight. It's the director, Michael Bay, is what? here with us. Michael, Michael Bay, you guys, give it up for the director, Michael Bay. All right. Hey, guys, it's me. <laughs> Michael Bay, Visionary Director and Axe Body Spray's 2012 Man of the Year. So as you may have heard, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm at FreeAsianFeetCams. I'm launching a campaign against the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences who have failed to nominate me for any awards during my significant and loud career. I've made a variety of films over the years for big-budget blockbusters like Transformers 4 to smaller, more character-driven pieces like Transformers 3. (laughs) I've even made a cinema verite documentary entitled Hidden Camera I Set Up in the Toilet in Megan Fox's Dressing Room. (laughs) 
As per usual, the small-minded Academy didn't see any of these films as award-worthy. Hardly anyone is talking about my upcoming film, The True Story, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. I will say that the movie on screen isn't quite in line with my vision. Apparently, the widows of the men who died had some objections with me replacing their husbands with CGI wolfmen who have enhanced cyber dicks. <laughs> After some reflecting and consulting with my spirit guide, the guy who played Turtle in Entourage, I've decided I can earn an Academy Award the best way I know how, by remaking an existing movie and adding a dash of Michael Bay spice, i.e. incoherence and racism. <laughs> I believe my next remake will place me in the pantheon of great directors. Hitchcock, Scorsese, the guy who directed Bang Bus 24, Milf Bonanza. <laughs> I'm going to look into my personal notebook of ideas and just run some remakes by you guys to gauge how these might react with an audience. I've got a version of boyhood in the works, but instead of an average American boy, I'm filming an Eastern European teen runaway that I bought at a floating auction. <laughs> I'm just filming her going through life, eating soft-boiled eggs, and trying to get out of various snares. <laughs> Citizen Kane seems like it's ready and waiting for me to stick my remake dick in. I think instead of being about a newspaper magnate, it should be about the misunderstood director of a series of robot films. He shuts himself up inside a mansion with nothing but his millions of dollars and a small vial of Tara Reed's breast milk he won from Andy Dick in a poker game. <laughs> A reporter tries in vain to figure out the meaning of his last words. Bud Light Limerita. Or Windows Surface Tablet. Whoever puts up the money for the product placement. I know it seems crass, but that money all goes back to production. And to buy the wetsuit that Lori Petty wore in Point Break that the eBay seller assures me she has peed in. You guys are looking at me weird. Do I have some brainstorming on my face? <laughs> anyway. Another classic film that is yet to be remade is The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Now, I don't know what this movie is about, <laughs> nor do I intend on finding out. I'll simply slap its award-winning name on a pre-existing script I've written about a fart that comes to life at a CGI factory. <laughs> But perhaps I'm concentrating too much on classic films. Perhaps a movie from this year could be improved by being bait up the butt. Wouldn't the movie Trainwreck be better if it was just footage of actual trains crashing? What about the Fast and Furious franchise? Personally, I found those movies to be a little artsy-fartsy for my tastes. I do think I can improve the car chases by shooting them with cameras mounted on the backs of frightened house cats. Then I'd remove all that dense, pretentious dialogue and replace it with shots of Vin Diesel and The Rock jerking each other off to a dubstep soundtrack. That's about all my ideas. It's about time to bring your host back up to the stage. If anybody wants to kick it this weekend, I'm driving out to the high desert to do ayahuasca with Kid Rock and the real-life fatso that was the inspiration for Paul Blart. Bye! <laughs> Michael Bay, you guys.
Jordan Morris, you guys, let him hear. Cool. I'm just going to tell you guys, I mean, I talk a lot about uh, how hard it is for me to go to the bathroom, and I don't mean actually go to the bathroom. I mean go into public restrooms. It's always sort of been my nom. <laughs> get mistaken a lot. There's times when I go in there, women give me the, uh, the double door check when I go in there, which I'll just uh, I'll show you what that, that looks like. I'm already in there, washing my hands. I see a lady come in. She goes, <laughs> so confusing to them. Look again. All right. <laughs> but I'm always being mistaken. My identity is being mistaken in the bathroom. But recently, it happened at a hotel, and it specifically happened around a suit jacket that I left in the hotel. Because I realized I left the hotel, I left my suit jacket upstairs, went to a restaurant, ate food, got back in the car and went, I forgot my suit jacket! It was like a little suit feeler went off. <laughs> my suit alarm went off. And I was like, I've left my suit. I have to go back. So we went back to the hotel. And I went in, I went to the front desk clerk. Uh, and this gal was working there. I was like, excuse me, I was staying in the hotel. My room number is this. And uh, I think I left my suit jacket up there. I was just wondering if you could have housekeeping check and bring it down. And she goes, sure. She starts calling. She's on the phone. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a Navy suit jacket. She's like, oh, okay, great. So she uh, tells a person on the phone, she's like, uh, the customer left a Navy suit jacket. If you take a look, just grab the suit jacket. I was like, awesome. I'm just going to go sit over there. So then I see a gentleman coming down with my suit jacket and a Victoria's Secret scarf and hat set that we had left in the room for housekeeping. And then it came back to haunt me again. <laughs> Because we had purchased some uh, bras, and they gave us a hat. And this doesn't even matter. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> just mostly, like, you're going to Victoria's Secret. You just want a bra. And they're like, here's some ugly shit for free. And you can never turn it down. Because they're like, please take it. Because you can tell that their whole, like, break room in the back is just full of rhinestone gloves. <laughs> and, like, those tubular pillows? Whoever has those? What are those even for? You like put them on the bed, they just roll off the bed. And then you can't stand them up the other way. It's too small. Plus it's a pillow. Why would you want a tall pillow? What? Cylindrical pillow. Get out of here. What is this? Oatmeal? Give me a break. <laughs> so anyway, he brings that back and I, I tried to give it to the front desk clerk. I was like, I don't know, it's a free scarf if you want it. Sorry. I don't know. And she was like, oh, sure, thanks. Uh, and thank you for your service. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I said, thanks. But also my mind was like, what? And I had just gotten a haircut and I was wearing a baseball hat. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess that's cool. She just assumes like all butch lesbians are in the Air Force. I mean, that is pretty typical and cool. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. But I'm also not going to take somebody's like, I'm, I was not in the service. So I feel terrible. Like I should donate some money somewhere or something for this. Um, and I could not figure out. I was like, I guess it's just the sideburns, right? I don't know. I can't, could not figure it out. And then I sat in the car and I went, I said it was a Navy suit. <laughs> a navy suit anyway that's it I'll figure out how it's funnier thanks you guys <laughs>
show going because we have so many awesome comics. And this next comic, so glad she's back on the show. Uh, she was on the show before, and we were not hosting, so I'm so glad to see her. You guys, please welcome to the show, Sam J. Hi. Hola. How'd that go? I thought it went well. I don't know. It's always, it's always weird to read when you're up there. I feel like you, I don't know. Really? You don't know, like, if you're smashing or not smashing? No. Sometimes I do feel like it, and then sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what's I think you did like. really well. I think one thing that's true about this room is that it's so intimate that sometimes it's almost like you're on stage if you're in the audience. Yeah. So sometimes people are like... You're you're killing them, but they can't laugh all the way just because it's they're like right feeling very face. on the spot. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a real thing with like small audiences or small rooms with like this much lights going on right. because people can't be anonymous and anonym- anonymity really helps laughter. Oh yeah, definitely. And I also think it's just like a weird thing where whenever you're back here. You know, like you're in the back now, so now the laughs I hear more. Like you hear oh, everything; yeah. it's more amplified. Right. So you're always sitting in this spot. Like, did mine sound like no, that? No, you did really well. And then you're like, oh, I don't know. So whatever. So yeah. how it long? Good. How long have you lived in LA now? A month and a half, maybe two months now. Yeah. How's that feeling? I like it. I think it's my vibe. Like I lived in the South for a while, so it's mellow enough. Sure. For me, like I'm digging the vibe of it. Yeah, I I have to say that. So I, I lived in Chicago before I moved here, mm-hmm. and I always thought like I was gonna be some like fan, like wheeling dealing city person. I don't know what it is. <laughs> then my point is now. So I've been here for three years. It's like when I go to New York. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's too crazy. Like I thought that that's what no, I was gonna because Chicago is like mini New York. In terms of vibe and people and stuff, and then I thought that that's where I would naturally New York go. Is this whole other weird wild beast? Because like I'm from Boston, so we're right there, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would go back and forth, and I, I always knew, like I cannot live here. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I don't know how you do it if you don't have like access and money. I feel like New York's a town where, like, if you're rich, you yeah. can manage it. But if you've got to get in that hustle and bustle every day, and just like. Be with us uh, insanity. You know? I was just in Boston last week for like the full week, oh, and yeah. it was actually I used to live there for a bunch oh, of years. Really? And it was really nice because I remembered what it's like when there's like people on the street and they're walking to a place, and it's a group of people like a, like you can see human yeah. beings. I think that's the only thing that's difficult about LA is like there's no. It's not like obvious where the people are or right. what they're doing or what together. they're doing. <laughs> yeah, like where the scene is, or where to go, or what's yeah, no, definitely. just like how you bump into people. Right. Like how could I have some human interaction? Yeah, with like Boston's so casual. Just go by the Fenway or mm-hmm. go to this, go to a bar, and mm-hmm. like you'll bump into bar people and talk. And LA is very different in that way. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I, I definitely picked up on that. Well, but welcome to the city, and I'm sure you're just gonna continue to kill it here. Oh yeah, it's pretty awesome. Too. Yeah, good. <laughs> guys doing how's it going up here how's it how's it yes good yeah how was your day yeah what'd you do got some new shoes great great shoe where how great great how are they feeling good yeah okay perfect how was your day it's hard to like i don't know what to do with the new shoes it's like a tough one you know what i mean like usually i'm like this is my thing i can kind of do about but it just feels like looking good feeling good 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You are looking good and fucking feeling good. Um, Perfect. Perfect. Do you know, I, listen, here's the thing. I do a lot of stand-up comedy. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot. And for years, for like years. And actually, I have never had anybody say, this is the first time, it's, it's my birthday. <laughs> I, li- I love you. I love you. It's always like, it's her birthday. And it's like some, some, somebody, then there's like a person kind of hungry, so, so embarrassed and small or very drunk and kind of under the table and dreaming. Um, a lot of big, a lot of, a lot of man things. Yeah, okay, in high school, all right, guys? In high school. How's your birthday going? Uh, at midnight, actually. Oh, it's an early birthday. <laughs> All these fucking people are supposed to no. I, I, it's, of course, of course, we wish you have. Oh no, nobody's buying you shots. You know, you know you're in a, you know you're in a theater with no shots at all. Such a bummer. I feel like you didn't get the right message about how many shots were gonna be available. Are you the bartender? I think she's the bartender. She keeps talking. How old are you? I'm 26. 26? So you know what I'm talking about, about Adele, right? (laughs) How's 25 been? Is it confusing? It's confusing. 25 is a little confusing. 27 is when you're like, I've got it figured out. Then 29 is when you're like, oh, none of that was right. And then 30 is like, fuck, I'm 30. And then 31, you're like, actually, 30 is radical. And then you're like, 30... Two, you're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. 33, you're like, Jesus year. Then 34, you're like, oh, I should maybe have a baby if I want to, you know? That's what it's like. (laughs) Hey, happy birthday. I want to bring out this next comic. Round of applause for that birthday girl. And for his new shoes. And for his new shoes. This next comic, I have known him for so many years. He has always impressed me, and I just really think that... I mean, he just blows me away on stage. That's 100% true and genuine and real. You guys are going to fucking love him. Let's hear it right now for Jared Logan, guys. Give it up for Jared. Cameron! That's cool. Hey, guys. Okay, you didn't have to respond. But I appreciate it. Um, do you think we should let in Syrian refugees? <laughs> it's a tough one, right? Do you think we should do it? Yes or no? I think we should. I think we should. I don't know why. I don't. If someone was like, why do you? I'd be like, because it's nice. And they, I'm like an uninformed liberal person. Do you know what I mean? Why should we do it? It, feel, it seems like the nice thing to do. Well, do you know what's involved in that? Do you know? I don't know. I don't. Would it be hard? Because if it's hard, we should do it anyway. Seems like the right thing to do. Well, do you know it could be dangerous? I don't know. Could it? Okay, don't do it then. 
immediately go back on it. Dangerous? No, sorry. Good thing I'm not in charge. That's how my opinions are formed. It seems nice. No? Okay. That's how my, that's my political stance. We should do that. We can't. Then don't do it, because you said you can't, and I trust you. I'm not in charge. You are. And I think that that's, you know, that's also how Republican opinions are formed. Like Mike Huckabee has a guy who's like, don't let him in. And Mike Huckabee's like, why? And he's like, I read like half an article. And he's like, okay, that's not enough information. But we can ask God. Dear spirit in the sky, should we let them in or not? I'm getting a no. Are you guys getting no? I feel like he's saying no. That's the political portion of my act. Um, I just moved here. Uh, moved here recently from New York City, which is a fucking cursed shithole. And I'm super happy to be here. This is the right city. So pandering. You guys made the right choice. Good for you and your wise geographical decisions. Um, I do. There were things I loved about New York. It was kind of scary, and I like horror movies. So there was kind of a scary, kind of fun, ah, kind of, kind of leaving your house was like, ah, like that's kind of fun, you know? What will terrify me today? And I have a couple stories about that. Um, one time I was uh, on the subway and uh, there was a man preaching the word of God on the subway. And he was saying, if you'd only trust Jesus, if you'd only let Jesus into your life, if you'd only praise Jesus. And then a guy on the other end of the subway car just started screaming, Jesus Christ is a slave ship. <laughs> so differing ideologies, which is what makes New York so great. I kind of be like, can I help you guys solve this? Because you're kind of both right. <laughs> can I weigh in here? Uh, here's another story about New York City. One time uh, I was smoking. It's a horrible habit, but I was smoking cigarettes, and I had a brown lighter. And I was smoking with my brown lighter, and then a man walked up and asked me for a light, and I handed him the brown lighter, and he goes... That's kind of a weird lighter. And I go, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where I got that lighter. I don't know where it came from. And then he went, the poop store. And then he just walked away. And he's just out there. Never seen him again. The poop store. I'm comfortable saying that to a stranger. I worry about him. Yeah, the poop store, I don't know. I, I, you know, the thing about New York is there was so much scary, like, strangers, like, things happening that you would just kind of walk around all day being like, threat, threat, you know what I mean? Threat, ah, threat, threat. And then it, it would make you, it would affect your life. So I can remember one time I was on the subway and a guy was like, hey, man, do you like jazz? And I was like, no, I do not. And then I walked away. That's how I denied jazz. I was like, I do not like it, sir! Then I walked away, and then when I got over here, I was like, 
I think I do like jazz. I missed out on a jazz friend. And as we all know, they are, there are not a lot of them. One of my few chances at jazz friendship. I think I like it. What is that, Miles Davis? Yeah, I probably like that shit. But in LA, it's laid back. And that's good. But sometimes it's too laid back. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like laid back to the point where it's unethical. Because I was watching a show you guys have here called Good Day LA. Do you know this program? I was watching it one morning a couple of weeks ago. And they do news on that program. And on the news of the Good Day LA, a man got trapped in a palm tree. I didn't even know that shit could happen. Do you know how all the time you find out new shit can kill you? You're like, don't use coat hangers, it gives you AIDS. And you're like, what? That's palm trees. You can just get trapped inside of them. This worker got trapped inside of palm tree. And yeah, and they had to cut him free. They had to cut him loose. The, uh, the fire department had to come. They cut him loose. When he f they showed the footage of them cutting him loose, he fell out of it like, <laughs> But he was still alive, and the news said he was in fair condition at the hospital, but he had to have brain surgery. And then Steve Edwards, the host of Good Day LA, said this. He goes, wow, think about that. He's having brain surgery, and we're here with friends having coffee. <laughs> That's too laid back! That's like, it's unethically laid back. That's like death camp laid back. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, think about that. They're digging their own graves, and we're here with friends having coffee. It gets pretty heavy if you think about it too much, but us Nazis need some of that California cool. I have to do one last thing, um, which is, you know, there's a lot of anger in the country right now. There's a lot of divisiveness. Democrats, Republicans, okay, people fighting, arguing, all right? But if you're like me and you get to travel and you go into the country and you meet the people that live there, I think you're going to find that most people in this country just want to have fun, get drunk, and stop gay people from getting married. So, they go like half a laugh in the night. Is this okay? Um, guys, that's my set. You're very kind. Have a good night. See you later. Logan, you guys. I don't know if you guys were here, like, uh, I think it was like a week ago when there was a crazy amount of wind. Which is, yes, she was here. Um, which, that's my favorite part of being in Los Angeles. That's weather. Oh, the wind. Did you feel that wind today? Yesterday, there was no wind. And the day before that, no wind. But today, there's goddamn wind. What's happening? Which is also why I wonder why palm trees are even planted here. Because they're not, like, indigenous plants. 
whatsoever. They're gigantic and they're merely for decoration. And if like the wind so much as suggests it might blow towards them, gigantic airplane <laughs> propeller sized palm fronds <laughs> fall in front of you like you're in some weird SoCal t- version of Twister. There's like chihuahuas flying around you. Why did they put those things here? I just imagine, like, Clark Gable and Mae West being like, I don't know, put them everywhere. I think they look fantastic, put them everywhere. With no thought whatsoever. And I think the moment, because we were in New York recently uh, on this tour that we've been doing, uh, Cameron Esposito and I, uh, we, were in, we started in New York, and we're, I was like, oh, exciting, get to go back to New York, haven't spent a lot of time there in a while. And my, my decision to move to Los Angeles was absolutely cemented in New York in a matter of seconds. We were in a park, not Central Park, a different one. <laughs> They've got too many, so I don't remember the name. And it wasn't the Central one, so I don't remember. And I thought I was just waiting in line to cross the street, but nope, I was in line for Shake Shack. Because Jesus Christ, they need to calm down about that Shake Shack. So then I got out of line of Shake Shack, continued on with my day, and then I saw this uh, guy in like his early 40s uh, with a little toddler girl that was like, I don't know, two, I can't tell what age children are if they're not coming out of the womb or playing basketball. I have no idea what age they are. And she was going like, she had the pee stance. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be, he better get to that Shake Shack. Because she is shaking her shack. And he started putting like a pot on the ground, like a plastic pot on the ground. And I was like, no, 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 no. Sir, this is ridiculous. And then he put a plastic bag in it. And I was like, she is going to shit in that pot. And I, I mean, it was feet from Shake Shack. It was feet from the shakes in their shack. And she was going to shit in that pot. And I was like, I'm glad that I moved to Los Angeles. Because the only time a parent would have their child shit in a pot that has a plastic bag in it is if they go to a music festival. So that's why I like Los Angeles. And the wind. Uh, We're going to keep the show going, because I think we have two comics left, and they're amazing comics, so keep it going for those comics, right? Awesome. This next comic, he is a writer on Review, which is one of the best shows on TV, and Master of None, which is on Netflix right now. You guys, please give a warm welcome to Andy Blitz. Hello. How are you? Um, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to uh, to do my pre uh, pre show ritual. So if you'll bear with me, I'll just do it now. It'll just be. It was really fast, but that's okay. It's just like yeah, 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 yeah. You're not horrible. You're no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Pumped up. Uh, so the news is really bad. Uh, it's like the apocalypse is coming, right? And World War III is more or less uh, starting in a few minutes. Um, but that's okay, I think. Because, uh, I mean, it's very dangerous now, but Trump will probably become president. And... Um, no, no, he'll, he, has, he can operate with the precision and finesse 
needed to defuse this bomb called Earth. It's going to be fine. So, but look, let's start with this. Uh, let's not, let's, it's very scary. Let's not blame uh, who what? The hairpiece. Oh, no, I've moved on to another topic. But that's a good point, too. I was going to say, um, do blame the hairpiece. What if it is? What if it is? What if that hairpiece is controlling him? And then if we rip that off, if he's just like completely like, oh, my God, that's actually, he's just free to be himself. And he's just like, why am I trying to, to rile up racist voters? I was all insecure, but now this is just who I am. I'm a bald billionaire, and I don't know why I... <sighs> Calm down. And I was like, oh, my God, it was so good. It was... I'm glad we took that bet of electing him and then ripping off the hairpiece <laughs> right before he was sworn in. It was a, it was a risky bet, but... And props to Secret Service for, like, they're probably just going for the hairpiece. Let them go. Let them don't even get in the way. Uh, no, look, it's... Uh, the first thing is, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I have some Muslim friends, but I have even, I have even more Muslim Facebook friends. Um, but uh, you got to be sensitive to... Uh, to them getting blamed for something that's not their fault. Um, and when I try, I was talking about it, and uh, you're, you're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. So um, don't repeat this stuff because it's not going to work. But, um, but my friend was like, well, you, all, all you got to do is like, try to put yourself in their situation. Or when you think of like, the refugees or whatever, you know, it's like, I don't know. And, and he was saying, like, you know, think of like, because I'm from a Jewish background, even though I'm not religious, but he's like, think of what it was like for, for Jews who were coming over as refugees. And I thought, you know, I don't even have to go back that far. All I have to do is, I have to just go back a few months uh, to when that uh, fat Jew guy was around stealing jokes. Do you remember that story? He was caught stealing jokes. And I was like, you can't, like, just name yourself that and then steal jokes. That's like, and I was like, oh, that's what it must be like for Muslim people when the Islamic State calls themselves that, you know. Like, don't, don't behead people and then use our name. Um, stealing jokes and beheading people, it's the, uh, it's the comedy equivalent. Um, but I also, I thought of... I thought of a time, like, you, I don't know if you've, like, I've, I thought of a situation that was like, I don't know if this is like it, probably not, but it's close as I could think of, where I, I've been, like, with a, a group of friends, and then there's a, a guy I don't even know, and then, like, my friend Monica's like, oh, he's, this is my friend, whatever. I'm like, I don't really know. And then, like, later in the night, we're just, like, all drinking, and then, like, that guy is, like, starting fights with people, and I'm just like, hey, that's, I don't, that he's not, I don't, I'm not responsible for that guy, you know? Uh, he's like drunk and like berating people and getting into fights, uh, and we're just here drinking and talking about our favorite animals, you know. So it's not. But on the other hand, uh, well, like on the other hand, like did alcohol have anything to do with his behavior? Yes, right. 
like we were drinking, we were fine. So let's talk about religion for a second. Um, because that's, I think, I think that alcohol is a better analogy for religion. Because Karl Marx has called the opium of the masses. But I think that's a flawed. I think alcohol is the better because, it, yes, it does like distract people from their bigger problems. Um, but it also sometimes makes people like into aggressive assholes. Um, but other people know. Other people, it just makes you. Um, uh, just it just makes you like. Uh, it makes you nice. It makes you over eager to reproduce. <laughs> so it's the better analogy, you know. Or it just makes you just like uh, it just distorts your sense of what is actually possible, and that's it. It doesn't. You're not violent. You're just speaking in tongues. And you wear goofy hats sometimes. And that's it. So it's the better metaphor. I don't know. I just feel like some of the... I, I just feel like my impression of it... I had the, a little bit of a religious education, but to me it was always... Like the rules when I was learning, it always just felt like you can never, never kill anybody or shave wrong. <laughs> Those are the rules. It's a rough impression. Now, we had to, like, I don't know. We had to, like, eat matzah to remember what it was like to be uh, a slave. And I was like, oh, yeah, now I got it. This is it, right? <laughs> I think I got it. But it was like, oh, no, because your ancestors, when they were fleeing Egypt, you know, they had to, like, they didn't have time when they were baking their bread to let it rise. And I was like, I can't relate to this at all because I don't bake my own bread. Who bakes their own? If I was made to bake my own bread, that would be more of a, I would understand slavery better because I'm like, I don't know how to do this and why do I have to? And, um, but I just like, a better way would be to just go to a restaurant and then just like order like a huge meal and then just be like, oh shit, Egyptians! Just like, eat the bread, eat the bread, let's get out of here! I'm like, oh yeah, that's, sucked to have to run like that but any religion for me it's it's just like an ancient internet hoax that there they didn't have like snopes to be like oh i get it that's just an email that my dad my dad's friend has just made that up <laughs> anytime we argue about whether like a violent maniac correctly uh, or interpreted religion or distorted it and pointing to the rules um, to me, it's a little bit like arguing about whether uh, Son of Sam misinterpreted his dog's instructions <laughs> to kill, right? His dog that he thought communicated to him telepathically. You could be like, no, that's, he totally misunderstood. You know, you're supposed to hug people. <laughs> like, okay. All right, well, that's how I feel. But I, I don't, um, like, I saw uh, Footloose. Again, as an adult, and there's this one moment I remember being like a like a heroic moment for Kevin Bacon because John Lithgow is like you can't dance because the Bible, and Kevin Bacon is like he finds a passage in the Bible and he reads where they celebrated with dance, 
And it's like, whoa, he got them! And I was like high-fiving my friends and stuff. And now, like, I grew up and I'm like, well, who, actually, who cares what it says? Like, why is the Bible, like, the guide for whether they can dance? Like, what about separation of church and state? It's a, it's a, lot, not, it's a lot less fun to watch Footloose as an adult. It is also, there was, like, I got more nervous because, like, in the beginning, like, the girl was, like, straddling between two cars and there's, like, a truck coming at her and that's, and I'm just like, that is very dangerous. <laughs> and then again, he's, like, playing chicken with a tractor later and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, what is going on with these kids? This is, they're so dangerous. Like, these kids should not be allowed to dance. That is, that was my attitude watching this movie as a grown-up. They're just going to dance themselves to death. They're just going to go too far and get dehydrated. <laughs> All right, thanks very much. Have a great night. You guys, keep going for Andy Blitz one more time for Andy. My sister's a dancer, like a modern dancer and a ballerina. She's trained that. She trained in that. Her While I was... It, a child with cross eyes and a, an eye patch and a coonskin cap and glasses and braces and a bowl cut and red jeans and a William Wegman roller skating dog oversized t-shirt. Just waiting to get in that swim team pool and do the breaststroke. My older sister is a dancer and she... Like, it was perfect, right? It was perfect because I, I had uh, an eye patch because I had cross eyes so I couldn't see anything and so I constantly like fell down and had to get a lot of stitches and things on my face and then would just go to the emergency room and just be like, yeah, because I can't see and I fall down all the time. And my, my file is so big that they, like my parents had to be like, Please look at her eyes. We swear it's actually that. Um, something terrible could have been happening. But it wasn't. Well, something terrible was happening. I was f- falling down. <laughs> Ceaselessly. And going to school wearing an eye patch. <laughs> with a coonskin cap. And a bowl cut glasses and braces. Red jeans and an oversized William Wegman roller skating dog t-shirt. So that wasn't great. <laughs> But, like, what a little sweetie, right? Isn't it perfect? Then her older... Like, a ballerina. Like, a fucking... Like, a a fucking ballerina? Like, that's what you're into? Oh, the ballet? Okay. And her... What her one of her one of her teachers was at the end of Footloose. At the end of Footloose, there's like you know the here's a here's a great part about Footloose. At the end, when they're just like none of us have ever danced, and then they're like, all right, well now you can dance, and then they're like, fine, we'll have a dance off. We are amazing. <laughs> like not just Kevin Bacon, but literally everyone here is amazing. <laughs> Do you remember the end of Footloose? They have a very elaborate choreographed dance-off where then they're like, all right, well, let's 
get to both sides of the room and we'll kind of have like a line go down the middle and everybody can really show us their stuff <laughs> that they've been working on never. <laughs> they've never worked on that stuff. That's in their bones. They're just like, well, as long as I have a chance, high kick. You know, like they... <laughs> it's unbelievable. And the woman who starts the whole like... And then they like go down the middle. She's got like a big skirt on. And then she, that's my sister's dance teacher. So I had to watch that like a lot of my youth where they would, we would rewind. Just like, oh, there she is again. She's going to do the skirt. She's gonna, her leg's going to go up and you're going to be who you are. I don't know. <laughs> Did anybody have this kind of relationship with their sibling? I mean, I have a little sister too, but she's like a lot younger than us. She's seven years younger than me, 10 years younger than my older sister. But my older sister and I were kind of raised like twins. And so that was what was going on with her. Like, she was, like, tall when I was, like, I'm not tall at all. I'm shaped like what Chet gets turned into in the movie Weird Science. (laughs) And I was just, like, so definitely gay that I was always Charlie Chaplin for Halloween. (laughs) In, like, a full suit. Always been working on finding a suit. And like an adult-sized cane. They don't make child. They don't make children-sized novelty canes. That's a great question. No, you have to take a real full cane. A hot tall. Look at me. Who am I? Do you know? None, do you know none of this? None of this means anything to you because we're all children. How do I even know what this is? Great question. And I was always like doing funny, like gender bendy things. Like I should have definitely been made fun of like so hard, but sometimes just what, like wasn't that much. And I don't know how this happened. Like I really don't. Cause like there was one year we did a play that was called In Quest of Columbus. And Christopher Columbus, what, he had like four lines. That character had four lines, not the star of the play. Cause it was the people that were questing for him that were the stars of the play. But I was like, his name's in the play so I went and I auditioned for Christopher Columbus like without telling my parents I was in like second grade they had like open casting and I just like stayed after school and was just like I would like to be Christopher Columbus I am a girl and I think it's ridiculous that you're not thinking about casting a female Christopher Columbus but then the school was like what are we gonna say to this girl and I totally got that fucking part And I wore my mom's boots. This was like kind of when Pretty Woman was out. And so my mom had these like over the knee suede boots that were like probably sexy now that I think about it. But I was like, mom, these are perfect. But <laughs> my mom's suede boots were very high and then I smashed them down, definitely ruining them. And like walked out and was just like, I think honestly my line was just like, in quest of me, Christopher Columbus. And I was like, Absolutely, I'm a star. Um, (laughs) So great, right? So great. I didn't really get made. Well, that's not true. Sometimes people would. I got, I've been working on this lately, like just thinking about this, because people wouldn't, nobody called me like gay or weird. Nobody ever was like, you have, what's up with your eyeballs, you know, cross-eyed person, you know, they didn't say that or anything shorter um, than that. But I would get called fat a lot. I would get called fat all the time. And what's interesting about this is, like, I've always had this same body. Uh, Like, I came out wearing this shirt when I was delivered. 
and I've been kind of growing into it a little bit, but it's like same proportions. And I don't think that any child should be body shamed. I absolutely don't. But, and so no child should be called fat. But also, like, I definitely wasn't fat. (laughs) And so I've been thinking, like, I've spent the whole entirety of my life trying to figure out, like, why these kids were constantly saying this to me. And I figured it out not too long ago. It's because, like, where I'm from, the suburbs of Chicago, nobody knew the word dyke. Like, so they just didn't know what to... They were like... <laughs> like, are you fat? <laughs> or like, what are you? Like, I think she's fat. <laughs> and I was like, yes! You know, like, I just... Took it and agreed and was like, I'm very fat. I can, I'm so fat. <laughs> These red jeans are so tight. The, the, seriously, tight red jeans. <laughs> tight red jeans. And then my sister being like, you know, long legs and was just like, this is my dance teacher and I'm a ballerina. Um, shit's fucking rough, right? <laughs> and then you grow up, you know, you grow up and like you kind of figure out your look and she kind of figures out her look and then she's like successful and a lawyer and all these wonderful things and then I'm just like a really I'm like a famous person (laughs) so she like comes to my shows you know what I mean it's not a big deal but um I hope there's just one show right I have to learn that choreography and like do that at the end of one show and just be like hey and then the high kick and then I'm out of there and she's like that was from the but nobody else knows and she's like oh I have been served (laughs) you guys wow yes you right there in the second row hey gal you right there I know you're I know I don't know if there's like an emergency going on I'm just gonna tell you when you're on your phone totally lights up your your face so maybe just turn on the screen or if you need to take a call, step out. I'm going to tell you that because I'm going to welcome this next comic. I don't want her to be distracted by her little face getting light, lit up. Sound cool? Awesome. Uh, this final comic is a friend of mine. She's amazing. She's a perfect person to close this show. You guys are going to fucking love her. Now, wasn't I fantastic during this last portion? Of course I was. And can you now please keep it going for Miss Erin Foley? Give it up for Erin! Cameron was so sweet. She's like, excuse me, ma'am, is like gonna have a baby or just kindly get off your phones. (laughs) So much was discussed tonight. (laughs) A lot of topics. Uh, First of all, it was such a fantastic show. Huge round of applause for everybody. Lovely humans. Lovely humans. Um, for, happy Thanksgiving. Is anyone fired up? I fucking love Thanksgiving. I pull my hair back. Get in there. Three football games? Oh, come on. America. <laughs> and uh, I love the holidays. I get, I get fired up. I get fired up for the holidays. My neighbor might get more fired up than me. 
I've lived in the same apartment uh, for six years. He has a house. He has a house next to the apartment building because he's not in the arts. <laughs> he's doing well financially. Um, he made some better decisions in his 20s than I did. And uh, he was like, I'm going to get a law degree. I'm like, let's do shots. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Uh, so he lives in a house next to me and he gets fired for the holidays. Uh, old school, like Irish Catholic. It reminds me that I lived in Brooklyn my entire life. And he was uh, so Italian Catholic. Like he goes nuts with, um, with the manger scenes. Like his, his entire front lawn is already done. It's the day before things. <laughs> his, it's, done. it's already done. Uh, and he goes nuts with it. And I, and I love it. You know, it's like North Star and fake snow. And it's like lambs and angels with trumpets and Mary and Joseph and hay and the baby Jesus. And the baby Jesus is covered with a blanket. And then December 25th, blanket comes off. Happy birthday, Jesus. Pow, pow. <laughs> So exciting. And I was like, if you're gonna like do that, just like, just blow it out. Like, just go nuts. Like, start like late October, right? And put the three wise men on the corner of the property. (laughs) Then every week, move them a little closer, because it's a journey. Then I'm like, keep going. I mean, I've never said this to him, but I'm like, keep going. In March, when Mary figures out she's pregnant, you know, maybe a statue of Mary on the front lawn with a pregnancy test, like... (laughs) Then the next week, Joseph is like... (laughs) And then she's like... I mean, there's so many things! (laughs) So many things. I will watch... uh, I will watch back-to-back-to-back football games. I don't know if I have time to eat. There's a lot of football on Thursday. Uh, I'm an insane sports fan. Gay, too. (laughs) Anyway, um, I have a jacket, and uh, I almost wore it out. (laughs) Anyway, here we go. Uh, I I I love football. I love everything. I love every sport. And when you watch a lot of sports, you realize athletes are very religious, right? Game-winning, you know, touchdown, home run, whatever it is, they always point to heaven, kiss their hand, point back up to heaven. Totally nice gesture, right? I just think one time it would be amazing if they pointed to hell. (laughs) Just to, you know, do something different, see if anyone's paying attention, because no one is. You know, it would be amazing, that moment in football. Touchdown, he spikes the ball, and he's like, yes, yes, yes. Just to have like a real frail sideline reporter lady try to deal with that moment. She's like, uh, uh, uh you guys uh, came back from a 20 point uh, deficit. How do you feel right now? And he's like, first of all, a glory, honor, and praise go to the great dark Lord for whom all thing is possible. And she's like, uh, right, no. Um, dude, 13 catches for 180 yards. Uh, how do you explain your success against this team? Oh, Lucifer, for sure. <laughs> can hear him in my ear encouraging me the entire game. Score a touchdown, I will rip you limb from limb! Awesome. So, what a motivator. I watch a lot of, uh, I watch a lot of news on my news junkie, uh, Republican debates. I've watched every second of that clown card fucktard parade. Um, 
I can't get enough. Like, days when the Republican debates are on, I get giddy. Like, I get up early. I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait. I can't wait because I want someone to fuck up so royally. Um, and then I start drinking gin and tonics about an hour before the debates come on, and I pace in front of the TV, and I go, no, no, why would you ever say that? We're all going to die. That's how I watch the Republican debates. <laughs> I don't know why they bring me such joy and such pain at the same point in time. Uh, I think Ben Carson is on Ambien and he's sleep talking. (laughs) I don't think he knows he's in public. I think he's going to wake up and go, what? I'm a doctor? I think it's... Let me just break this out. As As a woman, as a woman... As a woman, when you're watching these debates, right? I want women to uh, run the world. I want them to be presidents forever. I want them to have 10 times more opportunities than they have. I want them to have equal pay. I support women so much, I date them. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't more a woman more supportive of women. I want to just take care of them, personally and professionally. I... I... I want to braid their hair till they lose consciousness. I love them. And so, as a woman, when you're watching these debates, like, you want to see a woman up there. You know what I mean? You want to see several women up there, and then you get one woman, and it's Carly Fifirin. And and you think you're split. Your first reaction is like, this is great. You know, like, you need more more women, more voices, and she's aggressive and and articulate. And then, and then she starts talking, and you're like, oh, fuck, no, no. First of all, I can't even get my head, my head around a female Republican. I can't even, a woman in a party that does not support women. Like, just equal pay. They're like, no. It's like these women, they go to, these female Republicans, they go to Congress and they win that night and they go, we're going to go back to Congress. We're going to take back Congress. I'm like, for 70 cents on a dollar, you're a horrible person. Anyway. Uh, so when you watch Carly, like, here's the thing. Uh, she is so mm, unlikable. She's so uh, awful. She's so angry. Her face is just pulled back in anger. If you t- peeled off her face, there'd be an angrier face underneath her face. She's so... She's no less... She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. Everyone... It, she reminds me of someone, like, everyone has that person, uh, a friend of theirs, that does not listen. And in L.A., it's probably several friends that don't listen. Like, they can't wait to get their thought out first. They're just like... Uh, 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 you know, that's Carly. If you watch Carly while everyone else is speaking, she's like... And then, I don't even know her policies, because she just screams. She screams. She screams. This is the best. Two debates ago, she started uh, on this rant, and she goes, uh, I tell you what, if I get in the Oval Office, I'm making two phone calls. The first phone call is to BB Netanyahu to let him know that we're going to Israel. I didn't get any of it. I got Israel. I can't understand what the fuck you're saying. Second phone call is to the Supreme Leader of Iran. I'm like, he's not going to take your call. <laughs> I need to know where the blueprints are for the nukes and that we need access to them. I'm like, it's never going to happen. It's never has happened in the history of fucking country. (laughs) And then she just shifts gears to the military as they all do. And that's when it gets absolutely terrifying. That's when I double up with the gin because I have family that's in the military. You support the military. But when people, you can tell the difference in their tone when people are like supporting the military and then Republican whack jobs like Carly when she just, her volume escalates and she's like, everyone needs to know we have to have the greatest military on the planet. And they're like, no, no, oh no, oh no. And then she started listing specifically what we need because no one knows what she's talking about. Literally, she was like, we need 36 
We need 36 Marine battalions. We need 58 Army brigades. We need approximately 300 to 320 naval warships. I was like, where are you getting these numbers? <laughs> like, anyone knows what she's getting. And I was like, well, if you start that, just keep going. Blow it out, Carly. Blow it out. We need 180 kayakers with blow darts on the South China Sea. <laughs> We need 10 hot air balloons with grenades ready to go. We need a wall around Manhattan to keep in the queers. I need six mini nukes in my purse in case I get into a pickle. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. She is so funny. Hey, so funny. guys, let's hear for everybody who's tonight. What a show. Come that was on. a fun show. Show. Yeah, show. Hey, Rhea, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Aaron. Thanksgiving to you guys. We're here every uh, Tuesday, so see you next week, guys. Yes. Take care. Put your Thanks so much together. for coming out. Have Put a good one. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.